0: garbage truck oh it's a bin lorry mm.
1: To the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. This is episode 119, and I am joined this week by Mr. Jeans. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Also jeans.
0: By jeans. That's uh, my stance on the matter.
1: By jeans. Yes, wow. please.
0: So you're in the pocket of Big Jean. <laughs> I'm in the pocket of Big Denim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mr jeans sounds like a, a kids tv presenter
0: mr jeans wasn't the uh the molecular thing from jurassic park what was he called no, Mis-
1: mr dna i think
0: mr dna okay well it could work uh i am jeans j-e-a-n-e-s n-e-s j-e-a-n-s
1: uh thank you for joining me this week mr jeans uh Nate is still burst this week. Oh. I know, and we couldn't get a third again. God, he would have done a whole riff on dinosaurs there, wouldn't he? Oh yeah. Imagine if dinosaurs were made out of denim or like a T-Rex yeah. wouldn't be able to get jeans on, would they? Cuz they're quite difficult to pull up sometimes. Even even
0: they... Nate, this stuff bubbles up. The arc of this podcast leans towards bullshit. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh well, I I mean Matthew and I are going to do our best to keep you entertained, dear listener. And I think it is important that we actually do check in for a thrilling update on the on Cone Gate uh, from last week. Uh, listeners may remember that Matthew had to secure two parking spaces for uh, scaffolders to come and start work and put scaffolding up, and uh, it was suggested he do this with some cones. So. What is the second the midweek season update on cone, cone Gate, matthew well it's it's
0: escalated. I went to a builder's yard uh and had a oh, was it slightly awkward i don't know i i i <laughs> i felt very out of place um because I turned up with my face mask and my big weird winter coat and my slightly plummy awkward way and tried to negotiate them giving me a cone um, <laughs> And they just, I could see in their eyes, they were very, um, they were very unimpressed. Unim- well, unimpressed, baffled by me. They looked at me like you would an alien that sort of wandered up to you. Like they were like, oh, that's, what's all this about then? That's the look in their eyes. It's that. Did you
1: offer, did you offer to like barter like your coat for the, for well, the no, cones? <laughs> well,
0: I, I, <laughs> it, it sort of started off with a sort of variation of like, I'm here to buy one of your cones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and,
1: how much for a single cone? <laughs>
0: well, that's it. Well, then they said we don't sell cones. Uh, and they, they, basically, long story short, um, they, they said I could take some wooden pallets. Weirdly, they said I could take as many w- wooden pallets as I could carry, um, <laughs> which sort of put, put me in mind of like a, a riddle or some kind of Arabian Nights or some kind of fable. You know, it's the phrase, as much as you can carry, always, yeah. always feels like there's a twist. Or a sting in the tail, you know. You can have as much of your, you know, daughter as you can fit in this box, or whatever. <laughs> you know? It's always that kind of nonsense. I obviously didn't say that because I, you know, I didn't want to kind of alienate um, the builders' yard people further uh, and talk of riddles. But I probably have done that.
1: Answer me these questions, three. Yeah. What? Um, how how yeah. many wooden pallets is? as many as you can carry
0: uh one <laughs> <It turns out. laughs> i can carry one pallet but then they let me do return trips okay um good. i think it was just then being you know whatever it's just a phrase i read too much into it okay. um uh but it's all happening in real time this morning uh i waited for a car to leave i was literally looking out my window for an hour waiting for someone to leave and the second <laughs> they did i ran down and started filling their parking spot with wooden pallets yeah uh now we've got to negotiate a couple of car moves so that we can get the length of a lorry. Um, yeah, okay. <clears throat> it's, it's it's pretty exciting. Um, bit like a fettleating puzzle. Um, except when if, do
1: the the moves have to be negotiated by? Well, this is the thing.
0: The scaffolding is coming tomorrow. It's happening Ooh. tomorrow. So, like, I have until well, basically until <clears throat> the 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 rise of the sun to <laughs> secure. <'Cause> <laughs> Uh, another parking spot. I've got one. I think with a bit of negotiating with my neighbour, I think we can move some cars around okay. and secure a lorry's length. Uh, I really hope we do because tomorrow is bin day. Um, Ooh, yeah. So the uh, bin lorry will... Oh, shit, How did my cat get in here? Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the bin lorry's there and it, the scaffolding will block the road. That's why I've got to have this parking spot oh there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of moving parts to this um my stepdad's in the building trade and i sort of comment that i feel like i i finally understand some of the stresses and this and uh, i was saying this to my mom like oh i finally understand some of the stress martin must experience <coughs> uh you know running entire building sites and she's like on well, most of their building sites they have to build entire new roads just to make it happen and I was like, right, okay, yeah. I don't, yeah I, obviously, and- I don't understand. <laughs> my job was to put down one cone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's currently a mission that is in progress. Will yeah. i secure secured the space? Find out next week, uh, where the podcast will be accompanied by the sound of very loud hammering. If it it's just- uh, if it has been a success, so my success. It's the podcast's loss.
1: <laughs> it's genuinely thrilling. It's a new segment. We'll do it. A... Is.
0: It's up there with the uh, Friday Night at Freddy's book club.
1: It really is. We'll do a we'll we'll do a sting for like Cone Gate, <laughs> <laughs> and you can update us on the the progress of the, the scaffolding yeah. in the building each week. My scaffolding's coming down, and I'm a bit concerned that they're going to st- because they were tearing it down yesterday. I'm a bit worried that they're going to come back because they start work at lunchtime. I assume. That they have another site that they work on in the morning, and then around lunchtime they chip up here and start looking like b- being a foot away from me in the front room. Mm. I can hear all their conversations about how their dads would beat up other people's dads, which genuinely oh, nice. happened. Yeah, um,
0: that's drama. You're into wrestling. You'd probably like that.
1: That's like real wrestling. F- Fights is like real wrestling. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> no real wrestling that they do at, like the Olympics is like real wrestling and okay. then pro
0: it's 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 like a grounded version of your theatrical wrestling that you enjoy.
1: Yeah, pro wrestling is like Shakespeare with uh acrobatics and uh shouting. Yeah. It's it's, sh- it's Shakespeare for middle America. It's really good. Anyway, uh Talking up, I mean, you should see some of the outfits they wear. Oh, in, I like this uh, segue. <laughs> thank you. In pro wrestling, uh, they are very elaborate. Sometimes, uh, one one of the wrestlers, uh, AEW, likes Dungeons and Dragons, so he has kind of a sort of dragony sort of motif. Oh. Uh, there are the young bucks who have like um, st- strips of multicolored fabric uh tied around like their knees so that they look sort of like quite disco uh and i yeah this is uh a segue happening because this week uh matthew we're going to talk about fashioning games this is the fashioning game special That's
0: great. You, you you pick the right um co co podcaster mm. presenter host, whatever the hell i am i don't really know what i am but um yeah <laughs> because i'm a very fa- i'm a very what i do know i am is a very fashionable man
1: well, I think you are. I see every every oh, week on Alice, don't on... even
0: don't you have to humour me? We you we all wearing know your tuxedo? Am, like video games journalists are like notoriously badly dressed. All that's that was always the gag, anyway, mm. wasn't it? it? Was it was jeans and a plaid shirt? Um, or um, uh,
1: eventually, your wardrobe just uh, consists entirely of uh promotional t shirts of video games. That, that is are true. slightly
0: I... slightly the wrong size for you. Yeah, I'm currently wearing a very tight Assassin's Creed Odyssey t shirt.
1: Mm. Um, and <laughs> I am wearing a Conquer uh Conker's Bad Fur Day um sample t shirt from uh Insert Coin, I think, somewhere like that. But, yeah, uh, there's there's actually something very uh It's a man size medium. Okay. Well, well, I guess well, they don't, it's size medium they don't have, but anyway, yeah. I was going to say about t-shirt sizes,
0: one of the most sort of mortifying things that happens in this job is when you go to like Gamescom and E3, which is where they tend to give you these t-shirts, is when the, there are t-shirts and the PRs like, I'll get you a t-shirt and the PR guesses your size yeah. and they give you <laughs> like basically a circus big top tent and you're like, great, thank you very much. Some say, what size are you? Others are like, don't worry, I've got this. And it's like triple XL and you're like, thank you very much. Thank you. I mean, the sad thing is you are right. Um, (laughs) But also, oh man, now I feel bad.
1: (laughs) I always, um, uh, always get like, oh, we don't, they never have women's size. So it's always just like, is a men's small? Okay. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: Actually, some are quite some. Some of my gaming t-shirts are actually, you know, because they they are you know quite minimalist designs. There are some which are less so. Um, I've got, mm. I think, a, a Mountain Blade Banner Lord t-shirt, which is kind of up there with the kind of three wolves howling at the moon kind yeah. of. It's it's that kind of vibe. Um, I've got, a, I well, I, I no longer have it because it was from years ago. But I remember when the Wii first came out, Nintendo did quite a nice range of. Um, very minimalist ones and they did they did had a game called trauma center where he worked in a hospital and yeah. it just had like the silhouette of a stethoscope on it which I quite liked um well
1: I will say Nintendo t-shirts I think are some of the best quality they're very nice soft cotton very comfortable oh yeah I yeah, like yeah. an indie t-shirt so uh but one I've time never, I, Oh, sorry well I one time I because because your wardrobe is eventually it is just these these t-shirts i accidentally turned up at a preview event for a game wearing a t-shirt of the last game that company had made and i was like oh wow embarrassing like
0: a super fan girl
1: (laughs) yeah it's like going to a gig and wearing like the tour t-shirt from the band's last tour or something uh,
0: lots of people do that at gigs don't they it's yeah, no, no, a like... sign that you are a true fan, where at a games event it's it is just unprofessional. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, no, no one, rule, no one the... sees you at a gig and goes, How unprofessional you're no, on true. You saw the lost door. <laughs> but like if you're a judgy like up yourself, like I define myself by liking music too much person. Uh, the rule is right that you don't. If you're going to see a band, you have to wear the T-shirt of a band that is at least one degree more obscure than the band. That oh, you're is going that the
0: rule? Ro- I see. I've I've only well, I've only been to like five gigs in my entire life, and yeah. uh, two of them were Randy Newman, who surprise, surprise, doesn't do T-shirts. That's in fact, amazing. I don't think you can even call it a gig. I don't think Randy <laughs> Newman be like, I'm playing a gig. It's like I'm playing a concert. I don't know. It's a uh, Randy
1: Newman concert
0: yeah I so um, and I always assumed that the people who had the t-shirts were looking at the people without the t-shirts and thinking, scum, you don't really like the divine comedy or you'd have <laughs> a divine comedy t-shirt which I don't
1: have i would I would love it if like going to the cinema and going to the theater was more like going to like a gig or a football match that would be good
0: <laughs> oh yeah, would be great well, what you have to have like T- t-shirts from the last production of Phantom that you saw. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I I only uh, like clap people... for Michael
0: Crawford or something T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And mm. people in the stores be like, ooh, yeah."
0: <laughs> Maybe. Oh, well, you know who? Who knows? Maybe theater will be a younger, more vital experience after the uh, the uh, the the adventures of COVID. So. Sorry, that implies Imagine, like, all the old people have died. That's not what I was going for. I just meant that they'd have to recalibrate <laughs> to try and earn money quickly.
1: Uh,
0: well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. The,
1: the point is... We were, <laughs> yeah. I I wanted to do fashion this week because first of all, someone suggested it. I think it was someone on the Discord. I can't remember now and I'm very sorry if it was you, but thank you for your suggestion. And Second of all, because I've been playing a game called Godfall recently, oh, yeah, which I wrote about on the site. Which is it's like it's a hacker slasher, but also a it's well it's like a shooter looter because you it's a, hacker, it's a about, slasher
0: a shooter a looter any other good was, rhymes you got
1: no I don't know uh-huh. it's it it's a a looter um but like not because it's mostly melee so I don't know what the term is it's it's like all
0: right I don't know a smash, it like, it's a
1: smashing looter yeah a smashing loot a smashing grab. Splash and um, grab. There we go. And it's just this amazing, like high concept, like sci-fi fantasy, really over the top aesthetic, kind of like ridiculous. Uh, it because it looks very beautiful, but it also looks just ridiculous. And it's like it's so charming in how how it is, and it's like all the enemies are called like like Lord High Doomhammer and. There oh, and like, okay, and, and you get missions that are like, go to the bottom of the crystalline waterfall and collect the essence of whatever. It's like, is it is it sort you-
0: of classic myths? Is it like myth? No. myth- is, it, is it like god no. myth gods, or is it something else?
1: No, it's sort of like it's it's a bit sci fi. Is well. have you seen? jupiter ascending i
0: have seen jupiter ascending i won't so say it was one of the better <laughs> better things i've done with my life but i have seen it
1: so think jupiter ascending right where it's just like oh, there are yeah. like kind of sci-fi sort of spacey almost like june like frank Herberty okay. concepts things but then also like sort of medieval fantasy a bit lord of the ringsy Ooh. as well it's it's very like warframe if you saw that as oh, well yeah, game. Uh, yeah yeah like it's ridiculous but uh the the premise it so like you you uh get sort of some abilities and stuff from the type of armor you have which is called valor plate and you can uh forge and unlock new valor plate by basically grinding you know it's an a r p g it's sort of diablo esque uh l- like loop of playing the same areas and to grind it to get you mm. know uh the materials you need and um the Valorplate plate are all like sort of uh yeah like medieval like plate armor but like all kind of slightly sexy animals. They're sort of themed oh, around. Okay. So like the first one you have is a lion. Uh, and then you, then you unlock a, a phoenix, mm.
2: um,
1: which is more feminine and has like a tiny waist. And ooh. then when you wear ooh like a feminine, ooh la la. Yeah. Ooh la la. When you wear the more feminine armor, you, you, you have a, a feminine voice. So it, it's sort of like your are Kind of quite, like, like the I helmet's guess.
0: got like a voice modulator in it, or
1: well, it changes. I suppose like your entire body shape and type. Oh, what you you, become, are you like... sort of morph to fit the clothes. Yeah, I guess. Oh, weird. Yeah. And yeah, but they're all like really colourful. Like there's one that's like a peacock, and it's all kind of bright blue. And then there's like the one that I unlocked is a bull, and it's got like horns. It's all big and chunky and like red and gold. There's one that's like kind of like a hot sheep or like a ram. Because <laughs> it has like curly the curly horns on it. Ooh. There's a wolf, there's a hawk. Uh there's the and they're so like over the top. Are they are they like complete outfits or do you kind of piece things together? No, you j ju- you just you buy like the outfit okay. basically. And then you can wear it and like have a, a weapon build specifically for that piece of armour and right, stuff. Right, right. You know. Uh, and some of them are faster, and some of them are stronger, uh, but they're just so like. There's a beetle. There's one's a beetle. There are. Mm. I, I can't remember how many there are. There are quite a few. This is
0: the most enthusiastic I've heard anyone about Godfall.
1: I don't, well, it's really like the the combat is fun. It's it's fine. It feels a lot emptier compared to something like Destiny, mm. or like the world feels quite empty, even though it is pretty but I just have enormous respect for it, for like how hard it's gone in. This, yeah. Like, like, like I, I, I wrote a bit about it and I think I said it was like, it was like Rutger Hauer's kind of tears in rain, a uh, speech from Blade Runner, but as if that was delivered by like Jareth, the Goblin King from Labyrinth. Oh, right. And it's like, his like campy M C Escher castle, or like it, like it's Lord of the Rings by way of like a Dark Souls fashion blog, basically. Oh, like, nice! It's ridiculous, and I, I, oh, I didn't, I, re- I didn't realize it was as
0: interesting as that.
1: Well, I, I think the design, the visual design, is interesting, mm. but um, and the combat is fun, but it's, I don't think it, it's gonna. I don't think it's going to get as many people on side as it sort of needs to, really. But, um, but it's, it's definitely worth looking up videos of it or looking at it. It's Do you? Um,
0: I, I guess a, a broader question then is because uh, I'm, I'm going to admit on this topic, I'm a, I'm a little bit. Um, uh, it's not that I don't have much to say. It's, it's, it's I don't think a lot of fashion in real life and actually i probably think more on fashion in in games than i do real life just because i think about it maybe for 5 seconds which is like more than i do in real life where i mean literally 95% of my wardrobe is has been presents uh christmas <laughs> presents birthday presents that's you know my wardrobe yeah. changes by one jumper every christmas um i buy the same pair of trainers i just replace the same pair of trainers with the same design every every year or so <laughs> Um, I'm very like simple simple minded when it comes to fashion. Um, do you um do you really rate fashion and how you look in games? Is that like an important thing to you?
1: I think it depends on the game, because there there are some where like uh it it's it's clear that it sort of doesn't really matter. Mm. It you know, and that you don't get the options and stuff. But there are some where like like Dark Souls, for example, that I just mentioned, like the fashion is not like a, you know, a back of the box feature of Dark Souls, mm. but it it's a bit like Fashion Souls is the thing because of the, the intricacy and the, the, like the effort that went into the, design for the different armors and stuff
0: I I always think I always thought with fashion souls there was a slight undercurrent of um elitism's the wrong word but it was almost people saying like I almost read it as I am so good at this game I don't have to think about the practicalities of how I look oh interesting I desire you know like oh we can engage with fashion because we're beyond the practicalities of survival. Where if I play those games, like I literally just have to wear like the thing which gives me the like, <laughs> fighting chance of not getting, you know, crushed by an ogre or whatever that is. Um, but maybe that's not the spirit it's intended. I don't know. Well, it probably. I don't is,
1: know. Well, because I was never, I was never in any sort of Dark Souls community. Um, yeah, I hate them. Dark Souls. I, I, like but... a, yeah,
0: just, just, and this is merely as, as as an outside observer. It's like, oh yeah, okay. You're so good at Dark Souls that you could just wear a pair of green pants. I get it, <laughs> you know, or whatever. I, I, I don't really know what I, you're wearing, Dark
1: Souls. I I hate Dark Souls, but I have an enormous amount of respect for it. But, um...
0: Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm I, I feel like I, I'm not really entitled to an opinion on it because I've just given up on it so many times. Yeah. Um, a thing I feel with games, uh, I a thing that really bugs me talking about the kind of the look versus the practicality. I really hate it when outfits have, when a cool outfit has like a bad purpose in a game or a bad yeah. thing. So in, uh, one recently is Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where generally the cooler the outfit, the worse the the kind of defining stats were. So it's got, <laughs> it's got one of those systems. It's not, not necessarily stats because they all, they're much of a muchness really, but it's yeah. that... Um, when you wear like I think it's when you wear three items of the same kit. Oh yeah you, yeah, you get a buff, and if you wear all five items, you get like a mega buff. And those buffs, like if you wear the assassins outfits, which are the ones I like, so you 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 discover these sort of assassins brotherhood kind of guilds hidden around mm. uh, England, and each each guild has a uh, has a piece of, of of quite a traditional kind of Ezio ish kind of hood, quite light. Which is the yeah, the, it's which cool. Is, I
1: liked find Yeah, it. it's
0: it's the thing I like. But all the things it gives you are like, oh, extra stealth damage at night, and extra assassins damage, <laughs> and one of the in, one of the good things about Valhalla is is that the stealth is actually quite binary. You don't it, the stats aren't really important anymore. Um, so what I want is like, I want the the extra stun damage or the extra health of like, basically, it just looks like she's wearing like. She's just crawled inside a bear, you know, or she's wearing like half <laughs> a cow. That's... But I don't want to look
1: like half a cow. But that's isn't that like it makes sense that the assassin's outfit would be good for stealth rather yeah. than I, I want, like.
0: But I don't want to because it's like, well, I want to look like that, but I want I, I don't want to look like a barbarian, but I want to have the strength of a barbarian. Is that unreasonable? I guess it's having your cake and eating it. Um You know, because I've played, um, and this may be in other games, but in recently, Nintendo re-released a JRPG called Xenoblade Chronicles on the Switch. And one of the best things they did is that you equip your equipment and then it has a separate menu where you can equip any equipment you have just as like the cosmetic, like how it looks. Oh, so, there's
1: something else that did that recently. I yeah,
0: I, it's, it, it must have been a thing. It's a bit like where you can turn the helmet off in games, hmm. but you still have a helmet on. It's just invisible, but you can see your lovely face that you've made.
1: Oh, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey did that, where you could just change any bit of your armour to look like a different bit of armour. Oh, did it? If you wanted,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that, that... Oh, is that in Valhalla Maybe you too? could do that in Valhalla. I just I haven't know, I didn't try it. I found the menu option because it's a bit confusing. Well, I, I like that as a thing because that to me is uh, when I think particularly in role playing games, I think one of the key bits of role playing is like the dress up element. Um, mm. It's why I really rate Fable because in Fable, the clothes, to the best of my knowledge, don't actually have any st- statistical bonuses. Like they're purely like yeah. how you want to look. So I like to dress as like a sort of dandy kind of highwayman type <laughs> character. You know? You do yeah you know it's sort of my vibe uh, <laughs> I'm very much the dandy highwayman of this podcast uh, and it didn't ma- and that was fine like you know that 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 absolutely worked there was no there was no cost to that, and I hope it's something they they do in in the next fable as well because like that's part of the fun, isn't it? It's like I look mm. like a pirate I'm gonna behave like a pirate rather mm. than this costume dictates I now have ten pirate energy um uh, <laughs> Plus 10 to pirate <laughs> so, yeah uh, you know
1: <laughs> um well there, I mean the there's a kind of what about something like um hitman where what you wear is actually there there aren't you know stats but it's still integral to you know how you can approach yeah. different bits of the game
0: yeah that's that's true that's I really like that about him. I thought you know, I, I love um Hitman's sense of how a place work and mm. works and how clothes factor into that. There's a re- I always think with Hitman, I don't know why, there's a there's a there's a um a Father Brown mystery where it basically comes down to um the fact that in this gentleman's club there's a murder and um the, 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 the it basically hinges on the idea well actually there's not much difference between like a suitor waiter wears and the suit someone rich wears and it's True. like and it's the speed that they move that actually gives them away you know there's the, there's the kind of the calm sort of loose pace of a of a of the rich and the kind of frantic busyness of the kind of waiter and i always think about that with hitman like the idea that you'll fight you know because you catch people's eyes if you if you behave out of character and it's the idea that like there is a character inherent to clothes you know a a man jogging in a tuxedo is just super suspicious where a man walking calmly in a tuxedo that's fine um yeah sorry a bit of a pointless tangent no no
1: i think that's not pointless i think that's very true um Um,
0: but yeah i i really love that about hitman the, the fact that Sort of certain clothes be- belong in certain places. And it does, mm. like, I'm not saying I've become super aware of this since playing those games, but you do sometimes notice it. You think, well, you know, only for that color of that t shirt do we know that you're meant to be here. You mm-hmm. know, like when you're behind the scenes at like EGX or Rez or something, you know, you think, who's meant to be here and who isn't meant to be here and what gives you away? And it's always clothes that do it.
1: Mm. It's true. It's it's like um uh you always see like video or hear stories of like uh people who go into like, I don't know, a Target in America and they're wearing like the same colour of chinos and t-shirt as like is the employee uniform. And and then they just get people coming up and asking them for help right. and then refusing to believe that they they don't work at the store and stuff. See,
0: that that, that was the genius of early naughty's home base where it was green trousers and a green top. No one has green jeans. Um, I used to work there and it was all green. And I remember this because I used to walk down to the bus station to get the bus home after my Friday night shift and all the horrible teenagers in the bus station would call me the jolly green giant. Oh you know. no, Matthew. <laughs> oh, look, it's a jolly green giant. And the thing is, they're probably like 13 or 14. And like one 14 year old isn't a problem, but they're like a pack of velociraptors. You know, what are you going <laughs> to do? You can't like challenge them because they've got the numbers on you, you know.
1: Sorry, I'm just. I've <laughs> got the numbers. On. I'm just adding another tally mark to my times. Matthew is indistinguishable from Mark Corrigan <laughs> from Peep Show.
0: Yeah, well, except he had the knowledge and sense of. You know, self-awareness not to wear an entirely green outfit on a Friday night in the rough urban centre that is Winchester.
1: <laughs> oh, surely Winchester teens aren't that threatening. Well, that's well, that's it. It's kind of like
0: it's tame by most people's standards, but
1: actually, yeah. In fairness, as well, Jolly Green Giant is quite a a genteel insult. <laughs> not really, because
0: it's said with real malice. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. look okay. at these jolly green giants I'm massive and that's the, that's the other thing I'm very tall, so uh, it it's yeah. kind of part of that, and it's just like uh, you wouldn't make fun of a giant if you I don't know if this is a tantrum. if you saw a giant in real life like famously they're to be feared, um, <laughs> so why these teenagers were like ha 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 a giant, I'd be like, yes, I am,
1: I'm here to crush you um well. Wow but i mean the, the electronic wireless show does not endorse adults crushing no teenagers. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't
0: and I, I wouldn't and i didn't but i but just if you were a real giant. but i'm just saying these kids like i should have explained to them well actually a giant would have been feared so yeah you don't fear me pick a better you know
1: that w- that would have helped yeah but it's interestingly you're you're there are it seems like there have been times in your life and career when you have been defined by this color. Then, because you were, were you not red jumper guy? Yeah,
0: yeah. When I used to work at uh, YogsCast, and at Christmas they do the Jingle Jam, which is like a big twenty-four hour. They'd stream for basically all of December for charity, and they fill downtime with an office cam. And I was working there on, on something, and. Um, yeah, I just happened to have a couple of red jumpers, which I'd rotate. So I was always wearing a red jumper. And I had all these kids, and well, I don't know how old they are. I've seen their kids and teenagers in chat being like, look, look at this guy. He's always on a red jumper, red guy, red guy, you know, wave at the camera. And it was all quite fun until they started like commenting on what I was eating for lunch because it was pointed right at my <laughs> desk. And they'd oh, be like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I used to get this big sandwich and I used to also get a brownie. From the same place and they came in the same sandwich paper and they'd all be like, He's got two sandwiches. It's two sandwich guy. Um and it'd be like, No, actually it's just a." Uh, I'm it's a worrying. sandwich
1: and a brownie. It's yeah. a sandwich
0: and a brownie. The brownie is almost sandwich size, which is a problem in itself. But uh I,
1: yeah, no, true, that is. <laughs>
0: but I still get invited back to be on Jingle Jam every year just just to do my red guy shtick, which is I wear a red jumper and appear. Um it's not really a shtick. Uh,
1: well, you like, know, literally,
0: a mannequin could fulfill the role. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, uh,
1: yeah. oh, and also, um, I'm too
0: fat for my red jumpers now. So, uh yeah, Oh, no, Matthew. No, I was last year. I had to wear a blue jumper, and they were like, What's this? And I explained. Who's
1: this, Matt? Did they not recognize you at all? If you were a like,
0: And it's like, Oh, I used to wear it. Imagine me with a red jumper. And it's like, Oh, yeah, it clicks. Um, yeah.
1: Wow. So, there you go. You've been defined by clothes as well. Uh, yeah, but, truly. Because there is like, yeah, there's. I think, as as you pointed out, there's a difference between like the games that just allow you to wear whatever, and then games where it's kind of part of the the mechanics, as it were. But like, um, Monster Hunter Monhan oh, yeah. World has some fantastic fashion. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the the kind of, like, fur-lined... Which, I mean, there is always, to me, this tension between, like, you know, you're on an expedition, and you're like, oh, look at these rare creatures. It's an amazing new world. We need to, like, catalogue all this biodiversity. Oh, look at this rare big dragon thing. Let's kill it! Let's kill it and wear it! That's the spirit. Kill them all!
0: That's how it should work. Yeah, I what I like about Monster Hunter is that the amount of work that goes into crafting a costume like the the bits you have to grind Mm. means that they it kind of takes on a bit of extra meaning probably more so than you know an unlockable hat you get in Assassin's Creed Valhalla like it it feels like you've 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 really made it and also the fact that the pieces like they do look like the monsters Mm. like they are clearly the product of the monster parts that went in um which probably works hand in hand with that first point actually like it you know you look at it and go, "Oh, I know what that was. I made that. Like yeah. that's that's the evidence that I succeeded, which is kind of what it's about." Um...
1: And yeah, because you can like, you can see, you can sort of plan ahead. Like you can see what they'll look like. Like you can go to the mm. forge and like sit. Oh, I found this new t- type of like big bat monster. I wonder what I can make out of that. So then you go to like your 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 Who's more like he's not really a blacksmith he's kind of a tailor really yeah um and you know see like what you can make out of it and then you can decide what you're gonna do and then yeah like like you said there's intent like you plan you're Mm. like i want to get that so i need to go on a trip to this place i need to stock up on this and then you go on a you know your bat hunt um (laughs) because you want to make an adorable little furry coat for your cat and <laughs> that's the and other good it,
0: thing is that you can make cat costumes. Yeah, which, which is, oh, that's is that important. Good?
1: Yeah, really important. And and it that I I remember like there's a there it can take so long to kill some of these things sometimes because they fly around and they go back to their nest and you have to chase them and ch- and um I remember like the sense of disappointment if I didn't manage to get the thing I needed you know like mm. and it f- feels like a real Choice. It's sort of like when, you know, when you're uh, like in the old days before streaming and that, when... You mean like, like
0: old, old days or like old days in our lives?
1: I mean old days in our lives. Like okay, you'd, you'd hear a single from a band you liked on the radio. So you buy the album <laughs> mm. and then because you'd spent like 12 quid on the album, you had to kind of convince yourself that you liked all of it. I
0: mean, if you only listen to Randy Newman, that's not a problem. Every factor winner.
1: <laughs> what were the other? What were the other gigs you've been to? Out of interest.
0: Uh, I've seen Randy Newman.
1: Yeah, I've seen twice.
0: Uh, yeah, I've seen the Divine Comedy. I've seen Divine Comedy three times, and I've seen Ben Folds twice, and. Uh, that is it, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think that's it. What? One of the Randy Newman conference, uh, conferences, <laughs> one of conferences. the Randy Newman co- concerts was uh, was him and Doctor John. So I've also seen uh, half Lucy of the Doctor Doctor John thing. um That's amazing. Yeah, not. I listen. I've I've got quite limited music tastes, but you know, I feel like I've I've seen all I've seen all the biggies, basically.
1: <laughs> You've seen the, the the big hit, yeah, the big hit. I've seen all the biggies in
0: my music collection. <laughs> uh, hey,
1: listen. You like what you like. Yeah, I'm not gonna do. Um, they
0: oh, sorry. No, no. I, I was I was just gonna go back to Monster Hunter. Um, do you think do real hunters do this? Do they like make clothes out of all the bits of the things they hunt? I know that they put like the head of things on the wall, like in hunting lodges, but do they make trousers out of lions and things? Or is that just, is that not a, I don't know. I, I, I'm i
1: not a. Well, I um, suppose that like people used to, like that's, that's what you used to do in the old days, isn't it? Right.
0: Like. So don't you get those like beaver hats? Are they actually made out of beavers or are they just called beaver hats because they look like beavers?
1: Well, I don't know. Like, they must have. Like, you uh, should kill a
0: beaver and then punch its stomach out and then put your head in the hole. Is that basically how it works? <laughs> this is where we need Nate. If anyone would know, the like about well, actually, he might be upset by it, wouldn't he? Because he likes animals.
1: Yeah, but he also likes killing them in Red Dead Redemption and things. So well,
0: that's it. Yeah,
1: because I, I well, I, I like in the old days that was you had to use every bit of the. Beaver, didn't you? Well that was the idea. Cause you know, you want to get your money's worth from hunting the beaver.
0: Right. So. I mean, how much money do you really invest in hunting a beaver? It's not like well, you, you it's not an I mean. industrial hunt. <laughs> like a beaver's quite it's not like we're hunting a dragon in olden legend. It's a beaver. Oh. It's like you could literally kill one like with a hammer. <laughs>
1: Oh, but if you were but like if you were hunting a dragon, right, then you'd you'd want to like use every bit of the dragon because it would take a lot of effort to kill a dragon, right?
0: Yeah, but that's well that's I can understand it with a dragon. You know, you kill a dragon, you're like, that was hard work, let's use every bit of it. A Beaver, you're like, well that was like a two minute job. Like I'd be happy two just taking I'd be happy taking like one of its feet or something. Like it's not like, oh what a waste. It only took me two minutes.
1: But that's like it's because nowadays, like we have, we don't have to go hunting for food or, or clothes. Like you can go down to Asda and get both. So mm. I suppose it it's but It's from you know, like in the Arctic, you would like line boots with rabbit fur and that. Is it? Isn't it like?
0: Is it, is it like Inuit culture where they use like every bit of the animal?
1: Isn't that a thing? Uh, oh, yeah. I or th- well, Native American, I think they'd. use quite a lot of the buffalo I think but I I, like my my because I as we've discussed before I grew up in a sort of middle-class country countryfied area and there was people go on pheasant shoots a lot and we'd eat we'd have pheasant stew like we would eat the pheasant uh or like we would um uh go to like my brother fished a lot and we would have trout you know and we would Really, you know, like gut the trout and have trout, but like very rustic, rustic know, childhood. Yeah. yeah, it's it's also horrible. Like my brother just like butchering a pheasant on the kitchen table, like pff, splat, pull all the feathers out, kind of. Um, but like he didn't then like make a hat out of the feathers, which is a shame in some ways because pheasant feathers are very pretty.
0: Yeah, but they're also they're a bit much, aren't they? They're quite big. They are a bit, yeah. Like you couldn't just wear it out and about. Everyone would think. Like if I saw someone with a hat with even one pheasant pheasant feather in it, I would think they were a tool. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's no, it's not steampunky, but it's almost into that territory of like slightly kind of Victorian-y sort of something.
1: Wait, <laughs> hello, my. Yeah, goodness. it's a little yeah. bit like
0: oh, here comes the guy with a pheasant feather, feather in his hat.
1: But that's what the um pick-up artists do, isn't it? They wear something ridiculous so that you notice them.
0: Yeah, but surely you notice them as like note to self avoid that clown.
1: Yeah, so no, I mean rather I would, than, yeah. note to
0: self settle down with that
1: clown. <laughs> but they're not trying to settle down, they're just trying to like have have a shag with a clown. You know? Not well no not, no not, the pick-up uh, artists do. Oh they <laughs> of
0: course. They're not going around trying to pick up clowns themselves.
1: No, no. <laughs>
0: So that would be they, quite funny.
1: Uh, and they call it peacocking because it's like, oh, look at that. But that's not because they literally have peacock, you know. No. They're not literally like...
0: recreating a peacock's tail with, <laughs> like, they don't fan out whenever they see someone in a bar. Because, like, if you've got a load no. of feathers out in a bar, especially in the age of COVID, yeah. uh, I think people would be really cross.
1: Well, I don't know if it works anymore because sort of everyone knows about pick-up artistry and the game now and everyone i think everyone is like oh yeah look at that tool yeah. but also i just realized that godfall the peacock armor is the feminine armor but peacock it's a mat. it's the male peacock that has the big godfall is uh not is biologically incorrect
0: <laughs> oh, word! i went to a um i went on a holiday to dubrovnik and um there's a little island uh, about a 10-minute boat trip from Dubrovnik. And I can't remember its name. Lokrum, maybe? And uh, it's covered in peacocks. There's peacocks everywhere. And we went to there's a little pizza. There's not a lot on the island, but there's a little pizza restaurant. And uh, we had a pizza, and there were just peacocks all around. In, instead of, like, pigeons trying to get your pizza, it was all <laughs> peacocks. Peacock. It was really good. It's because there's some mad rich bloke owned the island 100 years ago and brought a load of yeah. peacocks, and they all went mad there, and now it's just... Pe- you know, peacocks out it's the wazoo. Of yeah, it's great. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. If you ever go to Brodfit, go to Peacock Island. Um, oh,
1: pe- peacocks are so loud, though. Was it deafening? Uh, yeah, you could hear
0: them. Yeah, definitely. But, like, they're quite a rarity. I mean, it, but You can't spend your whole life going, oh, I'd love to see more peacocks, and then you see more peacocks, and you're like, oh, a bit loud, aren't they? Like, it's not really in the spirit of the
1: thing. My grandmother... Uh... You, she could do like the peacock call, like absolutely perfectly. Really, she could absolutely perfectly recreate it. Because um, uh, if you haven't heard a peacock call, listener, it's a re- it's like a terrifying kind of weird ah, two- isn't it? yeah, like yeah. two tone scream where they kind of go, <laughs> but like really, really piercing and loud and for some reason like loads of like national trust homes or whatever around the uk have peacocks cuz they're like the ultimate state rich person status pet cuz it's like it, they look it's expensive, like expensive don't they they look expensive and they don't do anything and you can't really eat them so that if you just have like some peacocks wandering around then it's like look at me i have useless birds um so like Loads of stately homes have them, so she would stand in the gardens in these places and like scream, and then great just <laughs> call all the peacocks to her. I'm surprised they didn't revoke her National Trust membership with that kind of now behavior. I,
0: I would be having none of it.
1: Yeah, well, she tried. She would always do stuff like that. She tried to steal newts from ponds and stuff. She mm. Thought they were she, interesting. She sounds, anyway. she sounds like a real character. Yeah, which she was. Uh, but yeah, so she was like a sort of like elderly. Snow White, but for, like, one type of bird. Mm. <laughs> or Cinderella. Just the peacocks would come, and then they'd be disappointed because there wasn't another peacock there. <laughs> Just an old woman with, like, a shopping... like, a carrier bag full of tatsumas.
0: Just an old an old woman with an axe and a pocket full of peacock, <laughs> peacock recipes. <laughs>
1: uh, well, else? something else I was going to mention as well. Um,
0: I, I, was go- I was going to ask about how you feel about games that don't let you customize but fashion is like at their heart as in a lot of like super trendy sort of japanese like jrpgs
1: mm. the kind of i guess the kind of clothes that people
0: cosplay as
1: oh well, that like you can't affect the look but they have yeah, a so definite like, look yeah, like...
0: like um you know like persona or i guess mm. some of the final fantasies where it's you don't really change how you what you're wearing but like they you know, the characters are designed as a, as like a fixed fashion thing and they yeah. are sort of designed to be iconic and, uh, you know, mm. l- uh, not lusted after, but like, I don't, is it aspirational? I don't really know.
1: Um, or just kind of. What they're going c- cool. for. Cool. Like.
0: Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I, I always remember going to, I did a press trip for Dragon Quest nine on the DS and Dragon Quest is not one of these games. Like, if you've ever played Dragon Quest, they are like really broad fans. I and mean, the knights literally just wear suits of armor and mm. people just wear like sort of baggy pants and a red shirt. And so it's pretty simple um, how it looks. But they are uh, the Square Enix offices are right next to, or, or one of their many offices in Tokyo, are right next to this um, quite famous sort of fashion university. And When you're going into the office, there just there are loads of students and Mm. they're just dressed in like the wildest stuff. I mean, you've got your kind of
2: sort
0: of ranging from like your kind of personary, kind of just trendy urban wear to like your your sort of quite ornate sort of um sort of almost Lolita was it that sort of gothic Lolita stuff? You know yeah. that sort of frilly. Yeah, well, I don't really know what the what the all encompassing term is, but when you see them walking around, you think, well, like no wonder JRPGs like mm. look the way they do. If <laughs> on this superficial anecdotal level, you have to push through this crowd of like just the maddest clothes every day to get to work, it'll yeah. probably rub off on you. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you do you you make what you know, don't you? I suppose. Mm. Um, no, I I. I I like that. I think that's a a completely respectable approach to fashion in games. I I, I, I like. Um, I know Persona Five isn't on PC, so it's cheating again. But I thought it was really good how like you know they're all wearing the same school uniform during the day, but like the different way the different characters wear it. Do you know what I mean? Like oh yeah. That's, that kind of. that's,
0: That sets me on edge as someone who's like, strictly adheres to all uniform rules. <laughs> I'm like, They're oh like, boy, I probably that... would have dobbed them into the prefix. That's the problem <laughs> with Katona. While I'm like, yeah, these are so cool. These people are so cool. I think if I was there, if I was that age, knowing who I am as a person, like they would hate my guts. Like, I, <laughs> if anything... I would be one of the people they have to go into my mind palace to stop me from being like a un <laughs> What?
1: But look, surely they just go into your mind palace and be like, "Oh, he's a bit centrist and and boring," and then well, that's, it. <laughs> well, that's
0: it. They'd be in there and it'd be like the problem we've got the the problem at the heart of this character's soul is he's a bit boring. Uh, and <laughs> like, I don't know, one of them would just have to kick over a pan a can of paint or something, and that would probably do it. Um, that would probably sort <laughs> me out. But it does, it does make me laugh that I'm playing all this stuff where I'm like, this is so cool. And also, so far from what I would ever do or be like in my life. Um, uh,
1: well, I mean, like, the thing is, with a lot of like the coolest kind of looks in games, I'm always like, that it would be cool to like that. However, I feel like it would also be uncomfortable and it would take a long time. And I'm very lazy. Yeah. So, like, I, like, Whenever I see people who are dressed amazingly, I'm like I I'm always like, You look amazing and I could never be bothered and I cannot imagine how long it took yeah. to get your hair like that or like you know. see so you you've never never
0: been tempted to cosplay then?
1: I cosplayed uh when I went to San Diego Comic Con, the like big Comic Con. Uh, oh, yeah. and I cosplayed once when I went to um uh Comic Con in uh London, MCM. Uh, a few years ago. It was the same one both times and I went as um, uh, so you know uh, Constantine the comic book character from Hellblazer. Yeah. So when he was younger he was the front man of a punk band, a 90s punk band and I went as like him as a as a, a punk front man so I I wore like um, a tartan jeans and, and had my hair in a mohawk big blonde mohawk and stuff wow. and had a a a t a t-shirt that i'd made myself and drawn on in sharpie and like a, a necklace made of it so it was like proper 90s kind of punk yeah. look proper but way, uh, yeah. uh, we... everyone everyone thought i was just being harley quinn so uh... <laughs> i know like the people that actually got it really liked it but most people thought i was being harley quinn
0: yeah, I've, I've I've been to Coca-Cola. One of the weird things about it is that a lot of people are doing like quite substantial um, clothes changes in toilets, and mm. so you can go into toilets and it always looks like it's just like the weirdest things of going down. You know, you go into a cubicle and it'll have all the usual horror of going into a into a men's toilet cubicle, but there will also be like glitter everywhere <laughs> and like it's a stream and like just all kinds of weird stuff and he always looks like what the hell happened in here because it's like this sort of collision of something quite magical and something like really unpleasant.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's I always like seeing the um the really involved cosplays that like slightly younger people have done that like I I, I was walking around um EGX last year. And I walked past someone who had like a, f- they were in like a full kind of like fur suit, um, right? Like mad, but like a massive what that had like, um, like it was really big out around the hips and the tummy, mm. uh, and like sh- she w- she was with like her parents and her little brother, and like her dad was holding the head because she'd obviously just walking around after her with the with the big like orange head whatever it was and I was like that's really nice I thought <laughs> that was yeah. so nice and supportive it's very wholesome <laughs> well, that's the thing because it's always it's always
0: at the event it always looks great because you know it's an event designed to sort of welcome people in costume and there are loads sure. of other people in costume you think this looks really nice but then there's always that sort of slightly awkward moment later where you're on the tube and you see like a lone fox mcleod standing <laughs> on the tube <laughs> and you think oh man this bit must suck like going home going to an event and from an event in costume must be must blow well that's why
1: like loads of them book the hotels nearest the convention center in advance so that there are they are like a two minutes walk away and it means they can be in the hotel kind of a bit later getting ready and stuff but then you do yeah you see the tube full of like people in costume and stuff it's quite nice
0: I think mean, if um, I was if I was ever going to cosplay as anything, and I, I wouldn't because I'm far, far too self conscious about such things, uh it would probably be something from like Phoenix Wright. Because they're relatively simple suits and things, but it's they just look a quite, man in a suit. <laughs> yeah, but they're quite iconic colours and you know, that the it sort of seems achievable. Mm. Apart from like the gravity defying hair, that's the problem. That,
1: the the yeah, that looks like a bicycle helmet. I couldn't yeah, it does. <laughs> you could do like I, a uh, Professor Layton? Yeah.
0: The thing is, I'm because I'm tall and mm. big, just I'm a large person, um, most game characters aren't, so it would always look wrong. You know, like, you see a lot of diminutive people pulling off quite good cosplay because characters are, you know, kind mm. of regular sizes. Um, but, like, a massive Professor Layton, you wouldn't be like, oh, Professor Layton, you'd be like... What's going on with that guy? Like, it would, it would just look weird. No, it would look... It would
1: be good. And then, like, it, and then you could, like, but it would be mm. fine because, like, any normal sized person could then be Luke. You wouldn't have to get a child to do it.
0: Oh, there is that, yeah. But by yourself, I think you're just a big Leighton and it just seems like he's just too close, you know? Um, <laughs> rather than far no, away. No,
1: you can be whatever you want to be, Matthew. Yeah, maybe. That's Maybe. the joy of cosplay.
0: That's the joy of video games. It's cosplaying
1: made easy. That's true. Cosplaying from the the comfort of your own sofa. Bliss. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. What an ending. What a way to end the, <laughs> the episode. Uh, thank you, dear listener. For joining me and Matthew on this rambling talk about fashion in this episode 119 of uh, the Electronic Wireless Show, Rob Shopkins PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need. And now, uh, it's time for some recommendations. Uh, Matthew, what have you got to recommend to oh, the listener? I've, I've got quite
0: a lot of stuff, really. I've, uh, yeah. I've, well, I've just started reading the Three Body Problem, the mm. that Chinese sci-fi book. And I can't remember the author's name, apologies, but I've not read enough of it. I've read enough of it to know I'm really digging it, but I've not read okay. enough to give it like the full spiel. But that, that's very good so far. Um, and I've, I'm really enjoying at the moment uh, uh, a sort of TV show slash film project. Um, called Small Axe. Have you been following this?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I've. yeah.
0: So this, this is on on the BBC. Um, the film director Steve McQueen, who directed uh, Hunger, Shame, Twelve Years a Slave, um, and Widows. Very underrated Widows. Um, that's a side a side recommendation. Watch Widows; it's great. Um, he's done a series of five films. Uh, about oh, I don't know what the over encompassing thing with behind I mean, they're sort of like. Uh, so black communities in in London from the sort of seventies forward. Um, the first one was called Mangrove. It was about this this trial of um, uh, kind of uh, the the people who protested the harassment of this this restaurant and kind of black cultural hotspot called the Mangrove in London. Um, and it's quite similar to the trial of the Chicago Seven on Netflix except much better it's like oh a really good version of that um that's really recommended and the second one was called Lover's Rock and it's basically just this sort of house party um not shot in real time because it kind of covers the whole evening but it's just about trying to capture the energy of like a party and a lot of it's just people dancing to some music which has really drilled itself into my head um but that those are the two that they they're, they're coming out one a week there's three more to come um, I think the next one is about a kind of a, a black policeman trying to kind of um, sort of fight sort of the racism in the police force from the inside um, with uh, John Bayega. Um, But they're just, they're brilliant. They're brilliantly made, beautifully made, full of actors who, sadly, you don't see masses of them out on TV. A lot yeah. of them are like, it's just a, a huge showcase for a, a community You don't get a lot of screen time. Um, it's ace the first two have been brilliant so small acts it's on iplayer i don't know i think it's coming to hbo in america okay uh if, if if you're not in the uk um as for our european friends i don't really know sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh i am going to recommend uh the late late toy show which uh I don't know if I've mentioned to you before Matthew it's an, an, like an Irish thing it is so the the late late show is like the I uh, I guess like the it's just like it's the late night chat show in Ireland um hosted by this guy called Ryan Tuerdy and um uh it's 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 a sort of late night you know it's a chat show slash variety show you know you get like celebrities on there but then also like uh just like regular Irish people who've done something a bit weird and cool or whatever um uh but every year for Christmas and it's done it for years and years and years it becomes the late late toy show which is um a uh like it it just they just show all the the best toys or like the favorite toys that uh kids might like this year. Uh, but they they get them demonstrated by kids. So it's live and it's it's live and it's children. Um, oh
0: my word. It's brave.
1: Yeah. It's brilliant. It's always there's always like some kid who's a bit weird and then uh some kid who's really funny. Uh, and there's always at least one kid that becomes sort of a viral sensation for like I mean, a few I mean, you basically
0: described the cast lineup of this podcast.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, and it's really, really lovely. There's always like some really heartwarming moments where like, you know, um, someone who's like a, like a little kid will be like, oh, yeah, um, I really miss my cousin. She's living in Australia um, and she can't come home for Christmas. And then, and then Tupperdee will be like, Oh, what would you say to her if she was here? And they'd be like, say, you know, I miss you and I really love you. And he's like, well, turn around and then she'll be there. And they've flown her in oh. from Australia and then everyone starts crying. Or like, you know, like one kid who donated their bone marrow to save their sister will get, you know, a, a trip to Disneyland. Nice. Or, and then other times they have like um, kids who are like, oh, my hero is this, you know, sports star or this guy from the Irish rugby team and he'll be there. Uh, And so, so they have like special guests to like surprise kids, and sometimes it will be like Ed Sheeran, and then sometimes it will literally be like the kids' nan. Like, it's 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 really really heartwarming, and because it's such a big. Which is worse? (laughs) Um, And it is tomorrow uh, this year, so it's the twenty seventh, and RTE make it available on the RTE player around the world because the Irish diaspora is so big Um, so you can watch it in I think basically any country um, on RTE's website Uh, and I promise you you'll laugh, you'll cry I don't know how they're going to do it this year but they're doing something and it's available for a while after it's been live as well so check out the Late Late Toy Show this year
0: there you
1: go well, well indeed, uh, and yeah, hopefully that will give you some Christmas cheer and get you in the mood for the season that is approaching and encroaching. Um, so, thank you once again for joining me, and Matthew. Thank you, Matthew, for joining me as well, Mister Jeans. Ah, no <laughs> you, have you got any sponsored messages from Big Denim that you want to?
0: <laughs> no, not really. Um, no? You know, keep keep buying them. Keep buying them jeans. They're still cool, <laughs> I think. <laughs>
1: I'm surprised you're not Mr. Chino. That would seem the more centrist Oh, I don't,
0: no, I don't own any Chinos.
1: No, no fair play. Um, <laughs> uh, this is the Electronic Wire Show, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast. Uh, remember, we are on Facebook and Twitter. Just look up Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, We're on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Rock Paper Shot. We have uh, merch, teespring.com forward slash stores, store or stores, I think, forward slash Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, there's a Discord um, uh, where you can talk not only about this podcast, but about loads of games and and just have a chat with some nice people. Um, and uh, most importantly, of course, go to www.rockpapershotgun.com for your PC gaming needs. Uh, thank you, Matthew. I hope you have a lovely week and I can't wait for the Cone Gate update next time.
0: Wow. Hold your breath.
1: Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Matthew. Bye. Bye.